And does it come with an extra pop filter like you're rocking today so that you could double double rock the pop? <laughs> Podcast Junkies, episode number 23. Welcome back. For those keeping track, we missed last week again. So this was a planning thing. And I did some traveling and I had the recording on my home server. And when I'm on the plane, I realized I hadn't transferred it to my PC. So it's interesting to think about how committed I am to making sure this gets out every week. And if... uh, what they say about the best laid plans and you just have to plan things uh, a bit better to make sure you have the result that you're going to want and uh, i think i can definitely do a better job of that so if you're new to the show we talk to podcasters i like to call this uh, or what i'm starting to call this is the podcaster's voice um, there's so many interesting folks doing podcasts now i, I can't even keep up um, and I- i've been engaging with a couple of them for future interviews. I'm really excited about the folks that I'm, I'm, I'm lining up. And I'm just as excited to bring you Kim Trumbo today. So I heard first heard of Kim on the Chris Cerrone show, uh, as I'm apt to do, because um, he's, he's pretty uh, good about finding some new and interesting people. I could tell from uh, her personality on the interview that she was uh, going to be fun to talk to. We hooked up on Facebook and we kept in touch, met in real life at Podcast Movement, and um, I'm really happy that we were able to find some time to talk. Uh, we get we actually get a little silly, so just be patient. There's uh, there's some really good stuff in here, and uh, Kim really um, bears her soul on the origins of the show and her reasons for doing it, and and really what the show means to her. So it's it's really good conversation, really heartfelt. And I'm, and I'm happy that we got a chance to talk. Stay tuned until after the interview. And I'll be reading out some of the podcast reviews that I received on iTunes, which mean a lot. And I'm really appreciative of folks who've taken the time uh, to write those. And I want to make sure I give uh, you guys some love. I believe I can fly. Ready whenever you are. <laughs> That was the intro. Yes, I I was hoping. It, <laughs> oh man! I think I'm just gonna just. I like uh, I keep the mic on all the time and just let the natural, I love stuff, it. Natural stuff happen. So this is a uh, this is late night sessions with podcast junkies. That's right. It's a whopping eight o'clock p.m. on the <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> and I got the one and only Kim Trumbo in the house. How are you, Kim? I am fantastic. I'm so excited to be on your show, and I'm even more excited just just to talk to you because I haven't seen you in, since podcast movement, and of course we had fun times there, and now this evening we get to have some fun times on the microphones. Yeah, this is actually a, yeah this is a good point because it's actually a special because we're friends. So like you said, um, we get a chance to catch up and get a chance to see what you've been working on and, and tell a little bit of the, the Kim Trumbo story. The Kim Trumbo story written by Kim Trumbo. Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had gone to, to Burning Man. Was that awesome or what? 
Awesome is not the word, man. I was uh, explaining to Jordan a bit in our in our pre-conversation uh, about that, and I don't know. I'll, I'll have to think about a way I can take the lessons learned and probably make it a a solo show and just talk about things. You know, freedom of expression, individuality, um, just creativity. Everything was going on. It was a f- total, total feast for the senses. And we're, we're going to be going back every year and we're super psyched. Awesome. And Is we, you and your wife? Yes. Cool. First time for both of us. And we lucked out. We got into a camp with an awesome group of people. It's so amazing because you show up there and there's a sign as you enter the camp. As you enter um, the playa, that's what it's called. It says, mm-hmm. welcome home. Oh, cool. And then you get there and you get got to the camp that uh, we were... We were staying with, and then they hug you, and they say, they hug, this, this is complete strangers, by the way. And they're just like, they give you a big hug, and they're like, welcome home. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Yeah. No, it's so cool. Definitely need to put that up on my uh, vision board and on my bucket list, because I've heard a couple people now say that they went to that recently, and they loved it. And so, got to experience certain things once in life. Or, or twice, or ten or, times. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, depending on what it is. Now, some things I wouldn't experience even once, but that's because I'm a little bit... It's just inspiring, and it's the type of thing that sort of uh, resonates within you as you return, and you just kind of absorb it over the coming months about what what was it exactly that I went through, what was it that I saw, and in what ways can I take that and apply that to what I'm doing now, all the creative things that I'm doing now with the podcast and just freedom of expression and individual individuality that's not an easy one how can i take that and make sure that uh i'm just doing it applying it to everything i do you know my work and my podcast and all cool stuff cool cool stuff like that well that's what i love so much about your show like from the first time i heard it i'm i i'm sure i've told you this story i think when we were when we were together um but for your listeners sake you and i the, the way that I found you was through through Chris Cerrone, and I met him up in Portland, and uh, I was on his show as a guest, and as we were leaving, we were talking about shows that, that we'd been on or that we'd liked, and he said, you've got to listen to Harry, uh, Podcast Junkies, and I'd never heard of it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was like, Podcast Junkies? That's kind of a cool title. Um, that, and, could, that could be a title that could be interpreted like one of a couple different ways. And you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty open-minded. I was like, I'll give it a listen. This sounds like it'd be fun. And I was hooked. I'm a junkie to the podcast junkies. If that makes sense. I'm a super fan, super fan, super fan. Harry <laughs> <laughs> I may, uh, I may redo my jingle and I'll have you sing it for me. Oh goodness. I don't know. My, my 10 year old always says, please stop singing. Please don't sing. Don't sing. I, I think, uh, yeah, that could be your your day job. You could your second job. You could do like uh, podcast jingles, like on Fiverr. Yes. <laughs> Come up with some like freestyle rapping, and then I have you know different genres. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I will. I will beatbox your jingle. I will falsetto falsetto your jingle. So yeah, it was it was a really nice compliment. We were at podcast movement, and you said uh, I think something to the effect of. Uh, I like the sound of your voice or it's soothing or it, it was something that I, I was promptly quite embarrassed by what you said, but I was, uh, I, it was a really nice thing to say. 
Yeah, and, and going back to the in- individuality, that is a tough word to say. I just feel like your show totally has that because there isn't this super, welcome to Podcast Junkies. I'm Harry. This is episode 72. Today I have Kim Trump. You know, it's more just, hey, what's up? And you you, you, you just roll with it and it's fun. I think as I think as a listener myself, it made me feel so much, not that I ever get stressed out or anxious to talk on the microphone. I mean, that's what I'm doing with my podcasts, but you know what I mean? It's like, there's less pressure. I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to shoot the shit with Harry. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's conversational. And I think, uh, I, I probably mentioned it every couple of episodes. I just like the feeling of people, um, getting a sense for what it would be like to just listening to Kim and Harry have a conversation about anything. It doesn't even have to be about podcasting. It's just, about uh, learning a little bit more about who you are as a person, which I think is even more important than telling me like w- what your favorite mixer is or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, uh, dude, I don't really know. I just started this whole thing and I said, what should I do? And people told me buy that. And I said, okay, they know what they're doing. I don't. I'll just do whatever they say. So it wouldn't be very exciting for me to geek out on like podcasting gear because I don't really know too much about what I even have. <laughs> other than it's what people said to get. <laughs> so yeah, so if you're listening to this episode thinking, I'm going to learn everything about the latest mixer and microphone and pop filter, and that's not going to happen. Well, it's just, I mean, you, they could do that, but I think it's kind of a waste of their time. We could, we could totally just make up equipment stuff, like, we, like not pretend like we knew what we were talking about, and they're like, oh, what microphone should I get? And I'm like, uh, get the S5... Seven SWV, like it's the best microphone ever because um, it's it's like uh, hot pink and it's got uh, a huge uh, cardioid receptor dy- dynamification, which is awesome, and that's why. And I would just nod and pretend like I know what you're talking about and say, "Sweet, uh, does it pick up?" the sound of my cat in the background because sometimes that happens and I don't want it to pick that up. <laughs> That's um, so funny that you mentioned that because this version of the SWV5627 comes with the anti-cat filtration system. Awesome. And does it come with an extra pop filter like you're rocking today so that you could double, double rock the pop? <laughs> That's it does. It actually comes with a double rock and popping filter. Sweet. So. Okay. Well I might have to geek out and get that microphone, the S M V five sixty two. Run to your store, look it up on Amazon and uh oh, but make sure you use my affiliate code like uh super duper harry. Yeah, Amazon's dot com slash super duper harry. Yeah. Hopefully people know we're totally joking. <laughs> Well, if they if they go searching for that and they find it, then that'd be Um, funny. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So we don't want to completely derail it. At some point, you decided uh, you weren't going to let the the complications about what equipment stand in your way, and you decided you that you want to start a podcast of your own. I did. What? What? uh, How far back are we talking now? Um, this was in. October of last year, 2013, when I, like mid-October, I was like, you know, I could do a podcast. And I was like, eh, two weeks, that's good. I'll launch it on November 1st. And 
now looking back, I'm like, how in the hell did I do that in two weeks? But I just, man, for those like who know me really well, know that like when I have my mind or my heart or whatever you want to call set on something, my ass is on fire <laughs> to figure out like how to make it happen. And so even though there were definitely times where I just was up until three in the morning watching YouTube videos with like Pat Flynn or whomever talking about RSS feeds and this, that and the other thing, I eventually, I think uh, now almost a year later, got it, got it figured out. And so, so you literally yeah. went from deciding you were going to deciding you wanted to, to start a podcast and then putting the audacious goal uh, or the audacious timeline of two weeks out for when you were going to launch. Yeah. And I, and I did, I, yeah, I say that all casually, like, yeah, it's no big deal. But at the time, like, that's how I felt like I can do this. It's, it's doable. And so, yeah, I mean, I just wrote a checklist and started hammering stuff out. Well, the first one was learn. Well, the first one was get a microphone. I think the second thing on the checklist was learn how to record the audio because I didn't know anything about it other than I like to listen to them. And then I finally came up with an idea of what to do one about. And then it just, yeah, I just, boom, went, went to town on figuring it out. So this was the generosity philosophy? Correct. And did you have, so did you have, at the time you decided you were going to podcast, you had the, you knew what you were going to do. That was the idea. That was the concept. Yeah. It was like, I was mowing my yard and I was mowing my backyard and listening to my earbuds, listening to a podcast. And it was um, John Lee Dumas and Michael O'Neill talking about entrepreneurs. And I had been listening to podcasts there, you know, six months prior and really loved him and thought this would be something I could do. I didn't know what I would talk about. What the hell am I going to talk about that people would want to listen to? And these two gentlemen were talking about how entrepreneurs like to help people. They just, I mean, you and I, we, we have all of our different friends uh, who, are, uh, who are also podcasters. And if you have a quick question, it's so easy to just ask them for help. And we're normally, most people are willing to help one another. But I took that phrase of them saying like, people helping people. And pause the episode, let go of the gas on the, micro, on the microphone, on the uh, lawnmower, literally ran into the house upstairs where my wife was like on the treadmill or something. She's got her little man cave with slash workout room. And I open the door and I announce, honey, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> and she was like, okay, Jim. I said, I don't know what to call it, but. There's so many awesome people in the world who are doing great things to make the world a better place. You know, these nonprofits and, and charities. And, and we always talk about, we, our little family, just she, our 10 and a half year old, and, uh, and I, about how, yeah, we donate money here and there. But wouldn't it be more, like, wouldn't it be making more of a difference if we volunteered somewhere or really got involved in, in a more purposeful way? But we just didn't know who to contact or where or anything. And so as I was mowing my lawn and it all kind of just came like, you know how like sometimes your thoughts just like stack up on top of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it all comes in a rush. And, it, and it's sometimes it's funny because it, it happens in the craziest places. And a lot of people say it happens for them in the shower or when they're, when they're in the plane because I think, you know, the altitude or something, they get, they get clear thought. And, you know, for some people it's yard work. 
I guess so, yeah, because it's just kind of la, la, la. I guess you could say I was in flow. I don't know. Yeah, flow state. Yeah, so, yeah, and then I just started going on GoDaddy, looking up different, you know, domain names, and uh, I don't know how it came to me, but I was like, generosity philosophy. And you know me, I like things that rhyme. <laughs> Deep down, I think I was meant to be a rapper or something, which is hilarious. Um, but it was available, generosity philosophy, and I thought, you know, there's a lot of these shows that ask questions like that at the end, you know, of the, that plays off of the name of the title of the show. Thought that'd be kind of a cool thing to ask each guest at the end. You know, like what what's their? They didn't have to be super philosophical per se, but just like what are your thoughts on generosity and people being generous? And so it's a fun way. Of course, I'm biased because I thought of it, <laughs> but to wrap up to wrap up each show is asking, you know, what's your generosity philosophy? So, yeah, been doing that since November and I love it. I was doing an interview this morning and it's it's it just inspires me every person I talk to. And that's and that's my only goal and hope for other people who listen to it is that they hear it and they're like, whoa, I'll take, for example, the guy I interviewed this morning. So sneak peek to anyone who listens to generosity philosophy because it's not out yet. But he walked from. Uh, the the pier, Santa Monica, California, to Portland, Maine, in an effort to raise awareness and raise funds for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And that's so amazing, remarkable. I mean, there's all these different adjectives I could use to describe what he did. And now he's writing a book about it. And I just feel so blessed and grateful to have had the chance to talk to him today and share his story and uh, inspire other people you know, not in a way of like, you better go give and you ought to go donate, but just to give people an opportunity to hear the cool things that people are doing. So um, so now you're about 60 episodes in? Yep. Well, the episode I just recorded with him was episode 60. So tomorrow's show, this week's show is 59, and then, yep, next week will be 60. So at, when you're first doing this, you have some charities in mind, obviously, that you've worked with in the past, and like you mentioned, um, you were normally giving to these charities and you guys would, would participate and probably maybe donate online or maybe help out in, a, in an event. Have you been surprised by just the sheer number and variety of charities or people out there you know, that, are, that are helping other people that exist that you just kind of didn't have an idea were even out there? Yeah, totally. And, and actually, I, I, I wouldn't go on a show and and lie. So it sounds silly for me to be like, to be honest, because I'd like to think I'm always honest, right? Um, we did, I mean, we, we knew of, of one organization called Common Hope. They're down in Guatemala and they help uh, children and families to go to school. And we've been helping support a child from there for like, I don't know, nine or 10 years. And locally, I knew of one or two nonprofits, but didn't have like super close ties to them. It was like, I know of of play for the cure because I was once on a softball team through a friend of a friend, but I didn't know for sure when I'd reached out to her that she would say, yes, I'll be on your podcast. So I started out locally with just a couple of, of nonprofits, like you said, Harry, that I knew of, but then it expanded and I realized, Hey, just because it's a quote unquote big nonprofit or charity, like who's to say they wouldn't want to talk to me or, you know, share their story. Cause really I'm helping promote them and, yeah, and encouraging people to donate their either their time or or financially, and so yes, t- 
the short answer, but you know me, I can't really give a short answer, is yes, I can't, I'm amazed by how many generous people there are out there who do awesome, awesome things that are so inspiring. It's really, really neat. It's such an interesting topic or genre or, um, that, you, that you've picked to, to do a podcast on because it's, it's one of those things that every episode for you it's probably one of two reactions, right? You're going to be like, oh my God, these people are doing so much stuff and like, what am I doing? But you you, you get a pass because you got this amazing, awesome podcast. So you're doing something by virtue of putting these folks on the air. And so the other reaction is to say, wow, it's it's sort of humbling to to see what all these people are doing for the wide range or wide variety of people that they're helping. And it and it must make you it must make you feel good just to have that conversation. I'm not saying it like a stroke your ego standpoint, but I'm saying like you just feel good. It's like a endorphin, whatever you want to call it, rush to just have an, an, a conversation and know that you're you're generating positivity just by virtue of the the our conversation you're having. Yeah, well, thank you. I I definitely do feel like the way that you described it. I'm sitting here nodding my head. Y'all can't see it listening because we're, you know, on Skype, but Harry and I can see each other and I'm sitting here smiling and nodding because that is exactly how I do feel after each show. And, you know, after the first month or two, maybe even the third month into it, after every guest, I felt this desire to want to help them. So whether I got on their website and donated 10 or 20 bucks or even episode, I think it's 14, the local animal uh, cat rescue place. Guess what we got in December? A third cat. Because I felt this, oh, I've heard all these stats. And I went, I actually went there and did that uh, interview in person because it was local. And I would always joke with my friends and stuff and say, it's such a great feeling. And I love doing this, but damn. I'm going to go broke because I just keep giving and giving. But it's, you know, I'm totally, I'm half joking when I say that because it, it feels good to give. And I'm definitely giving without a, a sense of trying to get anything in return. But it, I, I feel like now maybe some people can listen to these stories and not, maybe they're not able to give. And that's totally cool. But man, even if it's five bucks, I'm like, I want to help them out however I can. And I know helping them out by doing the show is helping them. But still, I just... When I learned that a hygiene kit that only costs $2.50 can help a person tremendously, it's like, that's a cup of coffee or, or two hygiene kits, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and- I mean, it's because everyone, yeah, that's what you really start to figure out. And, and when you do the math on it, you know, we have, we have a joke with friends of mine. We talk about hashtag first world problems. You're like, oh man, there's like no soy milk at the, at the Starbucks. And then you're like, oh man, just shut up. Because yeah. when you have to put things into perspective and it's almost like a, uh, a constant uh, ego check, gut check, whatever you want to call it for you. Like when you're getting on these conversations and it's, it's awesome because, you know, if, if you ever feel like you're, you're, you're not connected with the giving aspect of your life, you know, you know, you've got a interview around the corner coming up and I'm sure you're going to hear some amazing stories. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I'm inspired by each and each and every one of them. Some, some you read their information on Facebook or their website and you, you know, you get this idea of what, what they're doing and you, you think, you know what they're going to say. And then sometimes like they blow your mind and they say all this other stuff and their story just 
yeah. It, so I'm, I'm always inspired. I, I guess the guy that comes to mind when I say that and think of is this sweet gentleman um, who helped uh, found what's called the Wounded Marine Fund. And he, he got emotional on the show. And for me, man, I'm pretty, I like to think I'm pretty tough. Well, that's not true. I have a, I'm like an M&M. I'm like an M&M. I'm tough on the outside. Those who really know me know that I'm like really sensitive and a big softy. But so that tough outer shell is kind of a front. But anyway, I can maybe stand a woman crying for whatever reason. But man, when I hear a man get emotional. oh, So that was the first time that somebody kind of, it wasn't the first time somebody broke down and got emotional, but the first time a man did. And I had to kind of take it take a breath and recompose myself to, you know, proceed with the next question because he, he got me a little choked up by his story. So yeah, when something like that happens, it's, it's one of the interesting things. And I don't know if you had interviewed people in the past before the podcast, but we tend to figure it, this thing out as we go, right? We understand the dynamic between our guests and when to give them room and when to just shut up and just let them talk because a lot of times and that's why i like the 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 skype video because i I can see when you're talking and i just you know give you the the room to just keep talking and keep talking because i know i can see it's almost like you're you're in a you're in a flow or something like that and and, and you want to get this thought out and you're working through um the words to express what it is you want to say and and i'm sure that happens as well when you're talking to folks, especially when you're dealing with something that that touches them so much and that's so close to their heart, like this charity that they've created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep, it's pretty cool. I love it. I, my wife jokes and teases me sometimes and will say, you know, I didn't know that you'd actually stick with it. I got to be honest, honey. I didn't know if you'd stick with it. And I said, well, it's almost been my one-year anniversary with this show and I'm not tired of it yet. So even though I may not be the best, I'm looking up at my calendar, the best with being consistent. Uh, I, at the beginning, I was very consistent. Every single week, I made sure I had a show. But after a while, I realized the people who really want to listen to the show and inspired by the guests, if a week goes by and there's not a show, just like I am with you or Chris or any other shows I listen to, it's not as if I'm going to unsubscribe, but I just understand that, hey, life sometimes gets in the way. You now these guys got something going on. I'll tune in the following week or two weeks later or whatever, what ha- you know, however long it is. And so I try not to go more than two weeks. But um, at, the, anyway. at the end of the day, most of us have other podcasts to keep us busy anyway. And it's almost like you relish when there's like a little lull in some of your other favorite podcasts. You're like, OK, it gives me a chance to blast through some of these other shows that I, I really want to catch up on. And there's I've tried to literally like whittle down and get process of elimination shows that I used to like and just for whatever reason they don't evolve maybe that's it you know because in the beginning um, I didn't know of these other podcasts that that I really became fans of recently and then the older ones I just listened because I, I liked them in the beginning but then you you see that over time it's sort of the same formula or this they talk to the guests in the same way or they ask the same questions and then you're just like oh man I, just, I need to be like mentally stimulated and right. Most of the most of the stuff that I listen to now is uh, free free flowing conversations, and because I think that's what, that's what it's natural and it's what, it's what people normally do. So, um, and I think as podcasters, we obviously can relate to the challenges of getting something out on time. And I, I went, I think, three or four weeks between um, my recent episodes, and I, 
like you said, in the beginning, you beat yourself up. But then I said, well, I'm coming back renewed from podcast movement. And now I've got a whole calendar of interviews lined up, which I'm pretty excited about because there are people that I'm really looking forward to talking to. And I think that enthusiasm comes through when you when you get on when you have someone, a friend, so to speak, on the other side of the line. Yes. So I'm not the only Harry Duran super fan. There's others. Okay. Well, apparently there's one or two out in the wild somewhere. So awesome. When, hopefully, when I get when I get the uh, critical mass, I'll have the Harry Duran super fan meetup, and we can probably pro- probably do it in Starbucks somewhere. <laughs> that would look rad on a T-shirt, don't you think? Harry Duran, like a picture of your face, super fan. Hash on the back, hashtag. What would that say? <laughs> Hashtag keeping it real. <laughs> yeah, real talk. I'm a huge fan of real talk. Yeah, real talk. So um, have you, have you lift, lifted your, ex, your expectations or, your, or your, your goals for the type of people or the type of charities that you want to speak to? And I'm sure there's some heavy hitters in the space, right? And people that are doing big things? Or is it the case that the bigger folks, the so-called corporate charities are more disconnected to like the message you're trying to deliver? That is a very good question. And without putting any of the people that I've previously, uh, you know, done an interview with on blast, I will say that, well, let me start off with this. I'm so appreciative of any and every nonprofit or charity who's willing to take the time and share their story with me. But as you know, and you just mentioned the bigger ones, it's not always that I get to speak to their founder. They may have a quote-unquote media director. And so although that person's very knowledgeable and they know the story of the history behind the organization, it's, it's different than somebody who's just started it within the last year or even you know two or three years. And it's, it's their baby, so to speak. And they're very passionate. It comes across... And, and really, in all fairness, in terms of, of financial contribution or needing more volunteers, those smaller nonprofits that are newer more than likely need that more than some of the bigger ones. So to answer your question, I like, I like the variety. I like to do, to do both. And it's, um, it's not as – I guess if I were to favor one over the other, I think it came across in the way I just described it, that I do like the passion behind the people who are kind of the, the smaller – the smaller organizations and I, I don't want to call them an underdog, you know, but you get what I mean. Yeah, In a way that they, in a way they are. And, and it's sort of like the, the analogy I made of, um, when I, I don't know if it's an analogy, but <laughs> when I said that I like to have conversational, um, interviews, it's, it's something that you're alluding to when you say you want to talk to people whose story you connect with more because you're going to be more engaged in that conversation. You're naturally interested. You're going to ask provoking questions because it, it literally would be mic on or mic off. You're interested in their story. You want to help them, and you're going to make sure that comes across in, in, in the interview. Yeah, and, and really from their perspective, too, they're more invested and excited in sharing their story because it's so fresh to them versus somebody who – well, this is my job. This girl from Generosity Philosophy wants me to get on the mic, you know, get on a phone call and, and interview. And not to say, again, I don't, I don't want it to come across as though that those people don't have a, a role 
And those big charities need folks like that to, to be the face of, of their media presence. But the ones who are able to say, you know, this is what happened to me in my life. And this is what gave me the motivation to want to start this nonprofit versus somebody explaining it from a different person's point of view. You know, you get what yeah, I mean? no, I get it. Like it, you mentioned the spokespersons coming onto the show, they're going to give the corporate pitch about why the company is so doing the right thing and make, making sure that they're painted in, in the best light. Have, are, you, are you familiar with some of these sites that measure the effectiveness of the dollars that the charities take in and how much of those dollars actually make it out to whatever cause it is that they're supporting? No. Are you aware of some sites? Yeah, I've heard of one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up and uh, we can put it in the show notes. But um, I think, you know, a lot of times people are, get a little disheartened, right? You, you know, and hopefully you, you haven't come across this. Um, but sometimes you, figure, you find out that these people are donating all this money. And it's usually around a certain event sometimes. And then you like money going to earthquake in Haiti or something like that. And then it gets to Haiti. And then like half of it is gone through corruption and bribery and all that sort of stuff. And that's just really disheartening. It's probably another reason why you want to work with smaller charities because you, you know that you're talking to the person who's taken in the money and who's going to distribute the money and make sure it gets into the right hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And I, don't, I didn't even put two and two together when you said that, but you definitely... I think just naturally have that sense with a smaller nonprofit versus some, some big wig charity that everyone's heard of type of a deal, you know, and I haven't reached out to too many of those. Um, but, but even with some of the bigger ones, they've been kind enough to, even if they have a media person, they'll get me on with their director or their founder. And that's really cool because even if it was 25 years past that they started it and they've had a lot of success it's neat for them. I mean, they've told me at the end of the interview, like, wow, I haven't really had a chance to share the beginnings, you know, the roots, like, cause you know, you asked me to go back and talk about how it started. And so, you know, thank you for helping, you know, remind me of that. And, and so that's really neat for me to hear that from them too. So there, there's, it's a mixed, mixed group of, of people and folks. And yeah, I think sometimes you probably catch them when they're trying to get the word out of what they're doing from the their charity standpoint and like you said, they don't take time to stop and smell, smell the roses or to look back at the progress they made. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times we, I think, uh, I forgot what the saying is, but it's something along the lines of we underestimate, uh, we overestimate what we can get done in a day, but we underestimate what we can get done in a year. And it's sort of like just you know slow and steady progress. And when you have them do that look back, I think they're, prob- they're probably appreciative of give, being given that opportunity, and then they can take some time on your show, maybe to just uh, at least revel a bit in, in the fact that they have made some some major accomplishments, and and they're providing a ton of value. Yeah, yeah. It. I feel like on my show, I'm constantly saying, "Wow, that's amazing." I gotta come up. I keep thinking to myself, I need to have a little whiteboard here with all these different adjectives to, to, to instead Dif- of different ways. Yeah. But, wow. That's amazing. You know, come on, Kim, you got to come up with something more than that. But it's just my natural. That's just me. That's what I if you said something really cool and badass, I'd be like, wow, that's amazing, Harry. <laughs> that's just how I talk. You know, so we can make this into some sort of brainstorming session if you want. Maybe we'll we'll figure out 10 different ways to say, wow, 
<laughs> we could say like amaze balls, right? Amaze balls. Awesome sauce. How about that? Uh, super cool. Totally rad, dude. <laughs> no, I don't want to ever call someone dude on my show. That's fresh. Oh, fresh. I like that one. I am blown away. G. Willikers. Oh, G. Willikers. I like that one. Holy shnikes. Jesus, Bezesus. What's with the holies now? Now I'm like, holy bandito. <laughs> okay, I'll take that one. What are we up to? <laughs> Hopefully it's close to 10. Like ping pong. We've gone back and forth like five times. People are like, really? Are you guys done? <laughs> Yowza. Yowza. No way. Oh, look at you. You're going to do like three to my one. I'm just here processing the ones that you've said. I can't come up with any new ones. Holy smokes. Okay, I think that's 10. That's good enough. So you got, there you go. Go back and listen to them and you write all those on your whiteboard and you can mix and match as, as, you, as you choose. Got it. Oh, good times. So are you getting referrals now? Are people listening or people that are coming on, either they've heard of you or they were referred and they've been listening to the show or how's, how's that going? Yeah, and that's the thing that I think is so cool because at first it was, as I'm sure you can imagine, one of those things where you come up with a, a form letter or template email to send to people. And you don't want to just sound totally corny and cheesy. You definitely want to fluff them up because they're, they are doing great things. But in the end, let's just, let's just be real because we are on Podcast Junkies where we keep it real. Hashtag real talk. Hashtag real talk. Um, you, you know, you're asking for their time and asking to help promote them. And so, I, you know, I, I was having to do that constantly. And now it's really neat because I'd say in the last two or three months, people have reached out to me on Facebook or on Twitter and, you know, occasionally on email, but primarily through social media saying, have you heard of this nonprofit or this charity? Or, hey, I have a friend or a cousin or my brother's ex-wife, you know, whomever, who uh, works for this this organization and I think you might be interested in, in interviewing them. And, you know, I'm not an interview snob. <laughs> what I mean by that, I think you probably know, is that if they've got a great story, which if 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 they are doing something, and, and it doesn't have to be a nonprofit or charity. I've interviewed people who just have like a cause or campaign, like like the gentleman I was talking about earlier today who walked across America. He's he hasn't he's not a nonprofit, but it's so um, holy bandito cool awesome sauce how he how he's he's done that, and I want to share his story. And so um, so yes, to answer your question. The short answer is yes, I have. And I appreciate every person who's done that. So, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, this chick, she interviews people who are doing great things. I know my second cousin, Billy, who lives in Mississippi. I don't know why I said Billy. <laughs> Mississippi. Who, helped, who helped his uh, his his cousin's grandma cross the street. And you're like, oh, my God, that's generous. Yeah, that's generous. Let's hear that. That'd be, that'd be a short episode. I mean, so, so, so tell me what, what it was like to help your grandmother cross the street. It, it made me feel happy to help an old person. Thanks, well, Bill. thanks. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for coming on Generosity Philosophy. And um, where can we find out more about you? Billy helps grandma cross the street dot com. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to look that up. So you know, it, probably more than just somebody helping the grandma across the street. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, the, the connections that you can make and the way that 
just like with networking, with podcasting and somebody tells you something, uh, that's me doing air quotes. Um, why did I do air quotes? <laughs> I don't even know. Sometimes I just do that. Like I feel like it's needed and it's yeah. probably not. You probably would have done it even if it wasn't like a, a Skype video. You would have been like on an audio or an interview just air quoting to yourself. So. I'm sure I would have, yeah. So what was, that? what was I talking about? Bring me back. I went down some random rabbit hole. Well, I think we were just talking about Billy and his grandma. And... Yeah. Oh, I was just talking about networking. Yes, networking. So I might interview somebody and hear that they, they do something generous. And then I interview somebody else and hear that they help that population that this other charity tries to find people and then help make that connection, if that makes sense. Oh, oh, I guess the best way to do it is give you a quick example. I had heard of this amazing uh, small business, actually. They're not a nonprofit, but their names are Jonathan and Quinn. So shout out to Life Out Out of the Box, L-O-O-T-B. That's their little hashtag. And they are entrepreneurs and they travel around and speak to local artisans in you know, villages, third world countries like Guatemala or they were in Morocco for a while. And they work with the people who make bracelets. And so you buy a bracelet, you're helping support them, but also what they do with part of the proceeds is, is give school supplies to children in need in those villages. And so I knew of a nonprofit out of Kenya, Africa, that was very poor and always could use any kind of help uh, because even their teachers were volunteers. And so anyway, I just, I was able to be the matchmaker and say, Hey, you from Mellon Mission and hey, you from Life Out of the Box, maybe you guys can collaborate and you can help that organization. And so those kind of things, that just makes me, I can't even come up, I can't come up with an adjective for that. Um, very humbled and grateful and feel very blessed that I'm able to meet these neat people and help, help them help one another in a sense. So, Well, it's interesting because it comes about as a result of your podcast and it's that moment when you realize that if you hadn't started the podcast this wouldn't have happened right and then those are the moments that give you goosebumps and you're like wow if, if i didn't start this i wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet these people who would have had who know this other people and I, and I wouldn't have been able to make the connection and you know make them have them meet and just kind of this this exponential effect that was probably there. All the goodwill was there on both sides. A good intention was there on both sides. And it was just missing that like one spark. And sort of like when you see those big Tesla coils, if you've ever seen them in like a fair or something like that, they're like sparking with energy. And then there's the moment where they like create this energy in between them. And and, uh, and I think that's that's where you you come in with, with the show and, and what you're providing. So you're like the Tesla coil spark. Awesome. I like that. Kim... Tesla coil, whatever that is, Trumbo. Thank you for that. Tesla, Tesla Trumbo. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What do they call that? Is it serendipity? Is that the right term to use? Or is that more of, anyway, I'm going yeah, on. Yeah, it could be a, a serendipitous. It could be, uh, yeah, it's serendipitous that you were there because you, you found someone who had a need. You knew someone who could meet that need. And you said, well, okay. Let's put, let's put these two people together. Yeah. And it's, 
It's interesting because there's something that happens, and it probably, uh, probably, if I try to analyze it, it comes as a result of having done enough shows and, and been doing this for a while. You're up to episode 60. You know, our mutual friend Chris is up to episode 100, and, and we we know a lot of the people that he's touched because he's a connector, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think as you become a voice with your with your specific niche, mm-hmm. because if you were just doing a general show, right, it, you're like, I'm going to interview entrepreneurs. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people doing that, and some people are, are already helping that community out. Yeah. So you chose something that probably didn't have as big of a voice. And now, by virtue of you becoming an authority, if you will, in that voice, which you naturally become when you have 60 hours worth of conversations with these folks, give or take, um, you learn some stuff, you meet some people, and uh, you, you realize what's working, what's not. And, and people hear you and they're like, okay, I, th- I want to introduce more people to Kim so she can have more conversations, so she can just do more good in the world. Man, you've got, you must have a crazy karma bank <laughs> with all the stuff that you're doing with the show. I hope so. No, I do. You know, here's the thing, Harry, and I haven't told this to too many people, but um, I, I feel I feel comfortable being open with you, and I, I guess the world, whomever's listening to this. Yeah. I, I I haven't always been the most selfless. Oh, I did it again. I did uh, air, <laughs> air quotes. quotes. I, yeah, quote unquote. So do the air quote drinking game. Yeah, every time. Okay, take a drink. Hold on. Let's try not to spill it on myself. I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Now Mickey Mouse has a, a red face. Anyway, um, I, I think there's something now I feel like it's Harry Duran therapy session with Kim Trumbo. But the short and sweet of it is that we all have, no, I, I feel like even Mother Teresa, she, damn her, she was a wonderful woman. But I'm sure there was times where she was selfish and wasn't always as giving. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I have been pretty blessed and pretty from time to time throughout my adulthood. Um, I don't know, for lack of a better way of putting it, I suppose just kind of uh, looking out for number one and worried about Kim and what's going on with Kim and very selfish. And so there's a big part of me that feels like I, I, I'm trying to make up for lost time. You, you know, I, I don't know if that even makes sense. But no, totally, totally, I get it. Yeah, and so I just, I know that life is short and, um, well, it could be. I, mean, I lost my brother a couple of years ago and that was part of, part of a lot of changes in my life of wanting to, actually, that's how I even discovered podcasts is that, you know, my brother passed away and I, you, when something like that happens, I mean, he was younger than me, he's only 27 and you really sit back and you think to yourself, whoa, holy shit, what if I were to die in the next year? Like, what if something tragic happened to me? And what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know, one of those types of questions you ask yourself. And so I, um, I thought, well, I need to get out of debt. So who do I find? Bump, 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 Dave Ramsey. <laughs> I'm no longer a Dave Ramsey fan, but that's a whole other story. But I found his podcast. And then I realized there was this thing called podcasts. And so anyway, in a roundabout way, um, it just, like you said, kind of things happen for a reason. And when I thought to myself, somebody's got to highlight these heroes who live to give. That's my hashtag. That's not my hashtag. That's my tagline. 
um, heroes who live to give, highlighting heroes who live to give. And I just feel anyone could, could do it. And, but I'm glad that, that I did. And, and if there was 50 people who came after me and wanted to start podcasts like this, then that'd be awesome. Uh, I'd, I'd be glad that I helped be one of the, at least that I think I, that I know of one of the firsts that I'd seen out there in the world of iTunes. So I'm really excited about it. I have, I have another show, but now we're probably almost done talking. No, don't <laughs> My co-host is going to say, hey, <laughs> what the hell? You didn't plug our other podcast. <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't worry. I just want to let what you said soak in a bit. Because I, I think, uh, first of all, thanks for um, telling that story. I know it's a personal story. And it sort of gives us a bit more insight and the listener a bit more insight. So hopefully you folks are paying attention closely because it speaks to vulnerability and the inspiration to realize that there was something bigger than you in this world and that you had something to contribute and you couldn't predict when it was going to happen. And it just happened to be when you were mowing your lawn. That's right. (laughs) And it strikes, inspirations can strike us at the weirdest time. And I'm grateful. And the folks that you interview, uh, I'm sure are grateful. And the listeners are grateful that uh, everything happened in a way that puts you in a position where you could do this show. Well, thanks, Harry. That means a lot to me. I appreciate you saying that. And I had to, I, I, you mentioned Mother Teresa, and I don't know if you've heard this, but there's, this came out a couple of years ago, but Mother Teresa suffered from doubt. And uh, there's a book of letters, and I actually looked it up really quick while, while you were talking. And it's, um, it says, it, re- it revealed for the first time that she was uh, reading here, deeply tormented about her faith and suffered periods of doubt. And she, this is a quote, it says, Jesus has a very special love for you. As for me, the silence and the emptiness is so great that I look and do not see, listen and do not hear, end quote. And she wrote that to a reverend in uh, 1979, which is, I think oh. is crazy. So she, she did that. Uh, she had that feeling, and, but yet she, she was unwavering in her support of you know, doing right and sort of like doing it without... <laughs> feeling like she she that was she, she was getting a payback or something like that cuz you probably think something like that like man that she must have had a one way you know a two way bat phone to Jesus <laughs> and it turns out you know she, she she apparently you know didn't or felt like moments of loneliness so if it can happen to her you know it can happen to all of us and i, I think it shouldn't dissuade us from doing what we feel is our our calling i'm, I'm not going to say life's calling cuz other things can come that will inspire you in a different direction. But I think we just got to keep moving forward. And if we know that we're doing some sort of good, that that should be good enough. Yeah. No, I definitely felt like um, I'm trying, I'm looking up and seeing, do I have that quote up here? There's a quote about, I think it's by Jim Rohn that says something along the lines of when you're living a life of purpose, you're living a purposeful life or something along those lines. I think it's Jim Rohn. And I just felt like when I came up with, and I, I can't even, I can't even give myself credit. I feel like it just was this 
oh, aha moment, as they call it, you know, where it just kind of came to me that once I realized that I could figure all the hows out, you know, how to do a podcast and how to find people to interview and how this was going to actually make a difference in the world. I, I, I knew that once I came up with the idea, like I had, like I had to do it. Like that was, I, I know you said like that people, you know, and, and, and who knows how long, how long it'll, it'll go for, but I'd like to think that I, because I enjoy it so much, I could do it for my quote unquote, I'll do air quotes one more time and then I'll be done talking about them. But you know, I, yeah, I enjoy it so much that it's, it's not a thing that I'm being monetized for and I, that's okay. It's, it's, it's a hobby podcast as they call it, I guess, in the world versus the business podcast, which I'm totally cool with because the point of it is to help people and give back to people. And it would feel really strange to me and not right to somehow ask for money. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know how that would work, but, but I'm okay with, with that. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a huge fan of compensating people for doing something that's providing value. And obviously you are with the show, but you know, you don't go out with that intention. You're like, you know, let me see how I can monetize generosity philosophy. <laughs> like there's some uh, incongruency with the combination of those words. Yeah, and, like, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, that just doesn't ring true. So, Although I do believe very much, and I, I was talking to one of my guests about this. I forget if it was on the air or off the air. He He's very wealthy. And and because he was so wealthy, I think it was because of residential type investing and stuff. Because he was so wealthy, he was then able to give back more. And so he was encouraging me to figure out a way to make things work because he was like, there's nothing hypocritical about it, Kim. The more that you make and figure out a way to do that, the more that you'll be able to give back. And I thought, you know, he's, he's right there. But, I, you know, I, I still have definitely a, a bit of a... A wall up about it that I'm not sure that I can take a sledgehammer and knock down quite yet. So no, I think it'll just come. It'll come naturally. It'll come when you least expect it, and certain forces will be at work and, and put things into motion so that you can make that happen. So I'm, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that's that'll that'll come soon. Well, thanks. So so you did touch upon a second podcast because. Uh, now you just realize, oh, I can do this podcast thing in my sleep. I'm going to start a second one. Uh, I don't know that it quite worked out that way. Oh, you cracked me up. I, yeah, no, what happened was I had a friend. I had a friend one time, one friend, no, <laughs> through a mastermind group online that, lo and behold, was also a lesbian or gay or what have you. And she is super entrepreneurial, like myself wanting to, to go out and do other things aside from our day jobs. And so I felt like the first moment I met her online, I was like, Oh, when's this going to, when's this going to be happening? I look, I'm looking at my watch, although it's not a calendar, but you know what I mean? Um, when, when is it that, that Molly, her name is Molly Richardson, the co-host and, and yeah, she'd like sent me a message one day Hey, Kim, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Would you be willing to help me or be the co-host? And it took me like a fraction of a second to say, yep, I'll be the co-host. That would be awesome. 
And it is. Man, Harry, think of all the shit we have to do for a podcast and pretend like you have a clone. So instead of you being the only person to to write on Facebook or to get take a picture on Instagram or to tweet something out or to do this, that and the other thing, your partner in crime, your co-host does half of it. It's just so awesome. I love it. It's fun. Have you you guys split up the, the production responsibilities? Yeah, so she's like she's responsible for show notes and I do the editing of, of the audio and and then the rest of the stuff it's just we both like all like I said, I'll go to Instagram and and, ha- and think, Oh, I'm gonna go post a photo and then look and see, oh Molly just posted one an hour ago. Awesome. Well yeah, that I'll, is awesome. Yeah, I'll wait till tomorrow or whatever. We don't have to bombard people, but it is really neat. It's fun. Not to say that there's horrible LGBT type related podcasts out there but and not that ours is the the bomb.com but <laughs> that's gonna be the third one i like that that's what we'll call it the, the, bomb, bo- the bomb.com <laughs> who's who's hosting that you, and I, you and i oh yes <laughs> bomb.com with harry and kim where they just shoot the shit yeah a podcast about nothing the podcast about nothing um so no i we're trying to bring a, a, a combination of fun conversation, just like your show is, but have it be a bit educational, so things that are out in the media relating to our community. And we don't claim to be experts. We've had haters be like, you need to learn more about transgender, this and that. And we're like, we, you're right, we do. Yeah, and you're more than welcome to start the uh your own podcast if you want. That's right. So, yeah. Have at it. Have at it. Yeah. No, but but it's been a lot of positive feedback and we have a group, we have a Facebook group and that community's thriving and we we enjoy that people are you know talking to one another and posting articles and saying, "Oh, I had this experience and it was awful." and people empathizing with them and saying, "That happened to me too." And and so we, we enjoy it to say the least. I, I at least I can't speak for Molly, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't think she would. Have, yeah, um, was that was that her fir- her first podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of part of what it was. Is like she's the brains behind all the techie website stuff, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, <clears throat> I know how to do all the audio stuff. I'm an expert, you know, doing it. Like at that point, six. Well, at that point, I think I'd been doing it eight months, but. You get what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's the benefit of the listener. What's the name of the show? Okay to be LGBT. And it's two is in the number two. Okay. And that domain was available? Yes. Wow. Okay. The number two. Okay is in like letters. Okay. Yeah. Number two. The word B-B-E-L-G-B-T. That sounds like, it feels like a, a, it's a URL that should have been snatched up a while ago. I know. We were thinking about okay to be gay. Just because it kind of flows and it rhymes, but then we're like, well, there might be lesbians who, like, because I call my, I just say, like, I'm gay. Um, yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I might just kill I'm gay. No, <laughs> totally kidding. I'm a, but, I'm a gay podcaster. Yeah, I'm a gay podcaster. Um, there, yeah, that wouldn't fit the, the women who prefer to be called lesbians or people who are bisexual or transgender. And yeah. So, and how yeah. many, how many episodes in? Oh, you would ask that. I think 13. I'm pretty sure okay. this week will be 14. So, 
It's fun times. So you get into you get into a flow, and um, obviously you took a lot of the stuff that you learned from uh, generosity philosophy and applied that to this show, right? I did, but I also took things that I'd learned from other people's totally rad, awesome sauce, holy bandito, amazing podcasts like yours, and decided that because generosity philosophy is a bit more serious, as, as one may say, I have my standard intro that, that plays with a guy from Fiber, Fiverr that I paid, then I just introduced the show and, that, and that's that. Whereas with generosity philosophy, I thought, oh my goodness, Molly and I, like I hit record as soon as I get on Skype with her, like, like you probably do. And we end up saying, in my opinion, funny things that are random, like outtakes. So I'll start the show with something random that has maybe nothing to do with the show, just to get people laughing at the beginning, then do the intro, then at the end, generally, there's at least one, if not four or five, depending on how late we were on Skype that night. So I I like that because I don't get to do that, or I don't want to do that's not the right feel for generosity philosophy but it totally works and i think our audience well i don't think i know because they've said how come there's no outtake you know if there's not the funny outtakes that i was listening and there was dead air and there's nothing it's so funny when the folks get, start getting used to certain things in your show and or just even the fact that you hadn't recorded some someone sent me a twitter message it's like when's the next episode coming out and then you start to feel like okay i gotta have a, I have a couple listeners and there's a sense of obligation but also there is no there are no rules there are no hard and fast rules right, right. so if you want to do something with uh, generosity philosophy and then you wanted to do something completely a bit more lighthearted with okay to be lgbt Got it. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you could. You can do it. And this is what I just hammer home all the time. These are our shows, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're the CEO of you know podcast, you know of this this podcast uh, medium, whatever. This and this business, and we make the rules up, right? That's you know, right. And, and a lot of times, people lose their individuality, and they. Just listen to a bunch and then like, oh, I got to make my show sound like that, right? Oh, yeah. That and does happen. To certain unnamed podcasts. And yeah. I just, you know, do what comes naturally. You know, no one's going to say, if you're, especially in the beginning, I hate to break it to you, but in the first 10, 20 episodes, there's not a lot of people listening. So <laughs> you've got free reign. You can kind of just try funny stuff, goofy stuff. I was listening to... Um, uh, Dan Franks from Podcast Movement. He's got a he's got another funny podcast called Men Seeking Tomahawks, and it's literally like everything. It's it's almost like a variety show because they they talk sports, they talk comedy. They had some woman come on. I don't know who was doing the voice, but it was obviously like a man doing a woman's voice, and it's oh. Betty or something like that. I can't, apparently, she's a recurring character on the podcast. It was hilarious, and. Um, and what his co-host, uh, his, his name escapes me right now, but he made it a point to say that he doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts because he just doesn't want to be influenced to, to have it say, he can't ever be accused of, of, say, of someone saying, oh, you sound like this show or you sound like that show. So That's true. That's so true. So just uh, apply your own personality to people. I, I keep repeating it all the time. So Yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree with you. So um, I think we're going to have to uh, 
wrap this up. And I, it sounds so cliche because you hear it on all these podcasts. Man, this is we could talk forever, and we gotta we gotta have part two, man. Let's have a Harry Duran love fest. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I generally feel that with you. And obviously, we, we were talking forever at Podcast Movement, and uh, I just was happy to have a chance to to catch up with you and, and get a, get to know you a little bit more, which is awesome. Me too. I'm kind of bummed. I'm not gonna lie that we didn't do a freestyle rap at all. Like at all, we could have like we could cut out the part where we're going back and forth with adjectives, and instead we could have busted a rhyme. You have a great beatbox. We could figure something out. Uh, Maybe part two. I I do want to. I just want to point out the fact of like the interconnectedness of it all because I you know was in a a podcasting group with Chris, and then I listened to his show, and I started to get into his episodes, and he just has a knack for bringing on these interesting guests, and he brought you on. And I just I heard I heard you on the show, and literally I just I think I tweeted you, and I was like, uh, you know, Kim you sounds awesome, and I can't wait to meet you. And this is literally from just listening to you being interviewed on on Chris Rohn's show, and so I just felt like there was just like a positive energy. I could like almost like uh, see your smile coming through across as I was listening to it, and I wasn't disappointed. You know, the minute we met, it was like, oh, it looks like we'd known each other for a while, and just, I love the fact that like all the pieces come together, and just, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. You're like my brother from another mother. <laughs> I love Yeah, it. when people say that, that's exactly what they mean, so yeah, yeah. we're going to keep talking and stuff like that, and um, so. Say goodbye. <laughs> we could do a, a boys to men. I my, my singing voice is horrible so i'm not uh, gonna, i'm not my, gonna do it's so hard to say goodbye <laughs> either i it's so hard for me to even think about singing it's so hard for me to say goodbye <laughs> we don't want to lose our, our listeners who've made it this far have they you know it's funny whenever people say that i'm always thinking well yeah what kind of fan do you think i am of course i listen to the end you ass no not you particularly. <laughs> not like, you listener because uh yeah we love you we love you yeah you're That's awesome it. No, it's so funny. It's like, why, why, if you made it like 50 minutes, why wouldn't you just like make it 55? It's like, okay. <laughs> like, ah, enough of these people. Man. I'm tired. They're always like, they're not, they stop talking about meaningful stuff. So most uh, importantly, best place to track you down and, and uh, the scoop on Kim Trumbo. Well, my address is, oh, you mean my <laughs> website. <laughs> I take uh, home visitors at uh, between the hours of uh, 8 and 12. On Tuesday you know, evenings. You know, I, I appreciate you asking me that, Harry, because just within the last month, because I do have two different shows and I do photography and I, I kind of am a, a plethora of different things. I'm like Kim Trumbo, the amoeba. You're like, you're like a renaissance woman. <laughs> so I decided, what the hell? I need to just have a KimTrumbo.com. It's just the hub. So then people could find both my shows there. Yeah. And the other things that I do and connect with my YouTube channel and my Facebook and my everything. So if you just go to KimTrumbo.com, you will find all that is this crazy girl on the other side of the microphone. Don't tell me you picked that up recently, that domain name. It was totally free. I mean, it wasn't free, but it was available, I guess. I say when I... I was going to say, you get get the the best luck with these domain names. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Boom. There it is. KimTrumbo.com. Right. Yep. I was, you made me second guess myself. I'm like, oh shit, is it .net or .me? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people resorted to uh, .me and .net and stuff like that. Yeah. So. And, and Trumbo is spelled for you boys and girls because don't, don't get me wrong, like I've, I've been teased my whole life. Trumble, Trumblo, Trumble. It's T-R-U-M-B-O. 
Surprisingly enough, just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. <laughs> when you, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd love, people, again, this feels kind of cliche, and I know people say this on like every show, but I sincerely enjoy connecting with people. So even if it's just a smiley face and I like your show or good job with Harry, that like makes my day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm at GP podcast on Twitter. That's your, that's your main Twitter. Yeah. The one that I kind of handle the most. So the GP for generosity philosophy cool. podcast. Yeah. So if you, if you enjoyed the show and, uh, you liked hearing what Kim had to, had to say, then at GP podcast at Duran Harry, Show us some Twitter love. Thank you so much, Kim. I uh, consider you uh, a dear friend, and thanks so much for coming on. I, I really, really enjoyed the conversation. It was really nice. Me too. It was an honor. And I don't just say that in the, the cheesy way. I truly mean because I was a Harry Durant super fan. It was an honor to be on the show. So thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. So nice to have Kim on. She's a good friend, and I'm, I'm really happy we were able to make that work. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, I have a couple of reviews from uh, some fans of the show, and I just want to definitely give them some love. Um, EMJ Green, love this new show. It keeps me engaged, and the host knows how to tell a heck of a story. Thank you, EMJ. Uh, from Denny. Denny Crahey. This show's for me. Since getting into podcasts early this year, I can't get enough. Maybe someday I can qualify as a junkie too. A podcast on podcasts. Who'd have thunk it? It's Maurice Cherry saying with podcasting, take it off like it is. I bet this is going to be pretty popular. Great guests and Harry gives great interviews. Uh, great podcast. Taylor White of the R I R E L podcast. Hey guys, I'm loving each episode you're cranking out of your podcast junkies. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Go Blue Queen, I love podcasts too. As a fellow podcast junkie, I'm looking forward to more episodes. Ted Jitsu, I wonder if he knows jujitsu. Ted Jitsu, great podcast on dot 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 podcasts. Since I have a podcast and I listen to podcasts every day, I'm sure that qualifies me as a junkie. Great guests and Harry is a fun host. Dan at Rental Income Podcast. I love this show. Lots of great interviews and great information. Thanks, guys. A lot, <laughs> a lot of love and I'm really appreciated. Appreciate, appreciating it, even if I can't say it. So thanks and uh, I'm going to keep reading some of these uh, in future episodes just to keep spreading the love out take care and uh, stay tuned we've got a really interesting conversation with um john corcoran coming up next week um we go deep on networking and uh i think you're really going to enjoy that one take care have a fantastic week